Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Far From Pro Podcast. I am your host, Evan Walsh, and with me is my co-host, Joseph Meyer. We got a great one today for you, folks. We got a lot to talk about, a lot to dive into, but more importantly, on the second half of the episode, we have an interview with a 19-year-old professional soccer Mm -hmm. player. You heard that here first. Uh, He has signed with the Minnesota United FC team. Um, the loons. The loons. So uh, we'll get into that more in the second half of the podcast. But for now, let's, wor- let's worry about us. Um, Joseph, we're going to get into Hot or Not right away. That's what we're going to start off with. I want you right, to kick off Hot or Not for us. What do you got for us this week? So for me, last night was a great night. Um, you know, I don't know if you've been to Applebee's Half Apps before. Oh, here we go. But I had not been to Half Apps in a while. And it just reminded me of how great a time it mm-hmm. is. Go with your boys. You sit down, share share a good time, share some laughs, and share some you know, not great food, but it's half priced. Mm-hmm. It's Applebee's. You got that low dim lighting. No doubt about you it. You know, a lo- Applebee's gets a lot of shame, but you know when they have the half apps, that just you can't beat them. I I choose to go for the quesadilla. It might be a hot take. Um, you can also go. With, the mozzarella sticks are never a miss. The wings are never a you miss. Know, you know, the half, the half apps are good. You can never go wrong with it. The only problem is when you have to wait about fucking an hour and a half for your food, that's when that's when things start getting thrown up in the air, Joseph. That's when questions start I have arising. Not, I did not have that experience. I have not had that oh, experience. I mean, I mean, then again, though, I mean, this is also my experience of going after, like, football games when there's, like, 50 kids. That are, you know what I mean? Very I mean, well. I... I always have that a high standard expectation, which really is too much for me. I really, I, I, I really shouldn't be doing that, but especially not when you're going oh, to eat yeah. good in the neighborhood, Applebee's. Eating good but, neighborhood, Applebee's. Um, regardless of that, that it was a great hot. I actually really liked that hot. I'm gonna move into the NBA a little bit with my hot. I'm going with the Boston Celtics. Um, as okay. of right now, if you told me I had to pick a team to win the finals right now, this is my pick. This team has been playing offensively amazingly. Really? They have, okay. Their defense has stepped it up. I believe they're number one in offense, number three in defense. That makes them number one net overall for efficiency, if you look at the efficiency mm-hmm. landscape. I think the Boston Celtics have a great team. Um, Jalen Brown and J- Jason Tatum are starting to really connect and play together, which is dangerous because those two are complete superstars. You have everyone on their team playing yeah, their good. roles. Obviously, Robert Williams went down for them, but he's still going to be able to hopefully come back for later in the playoffs, which is going to be huge. He's the anchor of their defense. With Grant Williams and Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart is starting to play like a true point guard. I really believe this Boston Celtics team is going to be special. We need to keep our eyes out for them. They're the number one team in the East right now. Title pick. We will see. We will see how they do. We will see how things go. But I really strongly believe that the Boston Celtics will be, maybe not now, but in the near future, finals champions for sure. For sure. Even out of that East, man. Wow. That's a, I mean... That's no, a, I mean, that's a, I agree, I mean, that's Joseph, a hot take, right? but I like I think, it. I, I think like it. it was bold to me, and now even now looking back, thinking about the East, but still, overall, I, I'm taking that Boston Celtics team's a really special team. I really think they got something special yeah. going over in Boston. They're eight and two in their last ten, so I mean, that's that's solid. I uh, we'll get we'll get more into the NBA, but I think that's a nice pick. Um, we'll get more into the NBA later, but it's it's we're coming down the stretch here, and it's whoever finishes hot is who's going to win it all. Um, I got another hot here, and um, this is modern medicine, okay? And and this is going to go towards my guy, Tiger Woods, okay? Okay, here we go. This man, a year ago, 
should have died. I mean, let's be honest. He, he should be dead. Uh, I, okay? I, yeah. he, 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 we've all seen Wrong the crash. He, he should be dead. And then this week, yeah, uh, I'm playing the Masters. That, does, that doesn't happen he, 30, 40 years ago. It just kind, doesn't happen. Joseph. He is one of a kind. I mean, he just – that's just willpower right there. That's just one Medicine, and more than the rest. I, I mean – I'm pretty sure his leg was supposed to be amputated yep, or something that's like that. They were, like, they were they were looking to amputate his leg. And wow. It's just – it's so crazy to think that this guy a year ago was, yeah, like you said, get looking at his egg amputated. Now this week's going to be playing in the biggest golf event in the world. So I – it's it's it, it, the guy is truly one of, one of a kind. He's a special man. You know what's blasphemous though? There are people who are putting absurd amount of money on him to win it. Well, you know, I mean, if you, you know, I now, can't if get you go back, Joseph, one. back then, if you would have taken that bet in like 2005, it's a different ball well, game, yeah. Joseph. Now we are in 2022, and I think those old Tiger lovers are still kind of just like, well, we'll see. You know, I mean, I, I can't lie to you, Joseph. You know what? I'm not even going to get into that. I'm not going to get it right now. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to go, I'm going to give you a knot this week. Um, All right. What's your knot? Uh, this knot is uh, we're going back a little bit. But a couple weeks ago, we talked about Pete Davidson on our higher knots. Mm. I'm bringing him as a knot yep, this we week. Uh, he was spotted oh, driving no. around with Northwest Kanye's daughter. Um, okay. I don't know why the people seem to even give that information out. Like who really cares? But I I saw that and I'm trying to think. I mean, if you look on top of it, it's hard because when you're on the outside and you're not really looking in. It's so hard to like know what's really going on, what things are really being said, you know, right. what 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 is happening. But from what I've seen it, it seems that because Kanye attacked Skeet a little bit, he took mm-hmm. some shots back and now he's hanging out with his daughter, which is fine when you're, you know, when you're dating the mom of those daughters, it's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Do I think that media should make a big deal out of it? No, definitely not. I mean, Kanye's going through it right now as if we clearly couldn't tell. He's, and I think that I th- personally just think that throwing I threw Skeet on my knot because I think Skeet should be a lot better guy, a lot more realizing that Kanye is losing his wife and not really getting much access to his kids from what we know. He's going through a hard time. I think he needs to be a little more sensitive and understand what he's doing. Um, so I'm throwing Pete and Pete on my knot this week. I'm a big Kanye fan, so, so it's a little biased, but I'm putting him on my knot. Riddle me this, right? In in theory, right? Her name's Northwest, mm-hmm. right? Get it like curtain direction, right? I think that was the whole, you know, we're gonna be trendy. <laughs> right. Riddle me this. Kim K and Pete Davidson get married. Does it, <laughs> Northwest Davidson? Where, North where's Davidson the, West. Where's the riddle? <laughs> Just, I mean, well, I don't know. Well, okay, assuming they, okay, let's assume they get married. First off, they would the kids would not get hyphenated names. That would never happen. They would be just well, West. You think? I, it's, you can never, you can never put I anything know, past the I know, bro. it would be West. It's not, <laughs> it would be West. If they put West Davidson, that's going to be a fucking problem. West. That's it. Uh, All right. We're, you got you got a knot for us, Joseph. You got a we're moving uh, on. I do a knot. This knot um is is for my good my good friends of my fellow fans of the Cowboys, maybe the, the Yankees, um, maybe Duke basketball, um, you know, possibly the Warriors too, but you know. All the bandwagon teams, they they tend to all like the same, you know, you know, they like to like the same teams. And this week, their favorite 
LaFraud James and the Los Angeles Lakers were I eliminated from the playoffs. This one. It's just a good feeling, man. It's just a good feeling. Nothing. I just ha- love hating on bandwagon teams. The Lakers, you know. King of it. They 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 were people saying they were going to win the title this year, and now they're not even making – not just the playoffs. They are not making Play the in. play-in. It's a good day. It's a good day it, for those of us it, who do not yeah, like bandwagon. Yeah, that's a great take, Joseph. That is a great knot. I, 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 I was going to put it up there, but I was going to spare them. Um <laughs> I did see, you know, there's a lot of contro- there's a lot of controversy to it. You know, it's like, well, they had more starting lineups and they had wins, you know, they had a bunch of injuries, they a bunch uh, of things just didn't work. I mean, here at the end of the day, you had Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. You got to um, win. You have to win a lot more in 31 games. That team with even with the injuries and everything they had and everything was going through, that is a 40 to 55 win team. If they realistically, realistically, they are a forty to fifty-five win team. If if you can realistically convince me that the Spurs have a better roster, even when the Lakers are injured, exactly. No shot. That, I mean, yes, they have it, the greatest coach of all time, arguably. But it's so hard. I mean, I see them. I, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. What head coach they're gonna hire? Whether they're gonna keep Ross? I'm interested to see what they're gonna do now. But yeah. It, not making the play in was is just the most unbelievable thing. It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. It's, They're it's gonna embarrassing. get reamed on that for years and years and years. It, it does not help LeBron's no, legacy. Well, no, sure. there, no one's gonna let LeBron not really at all. live this one down. That is for sure. LeFron. No doubt about that. Um yeah, let's uh let's move into some top let's move into just some topics here. Let's get some talk going. Um mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna get us moving. I wanna give a little master's preview for the people. Um mm-hmm. so Joseph mm-hmm. doesn't know too much about golf, but he's gonna give he's gonna he's gonna know what he he's gonna give us what he can. All right. Um mm-hmm. I've been keeping up with golf for probably like two years now, so I don't know that much about the game, but I am I'm learning. And for the master's preview, I will be dropping Most my picks event. each day. I will be gambling on prize picks. Um not an ad. But that is what I will be using. Um, for anyone living in Minnesota or par- use Price Picks too, yeah, or, okay. or participating I like states, it. I like it. Uh, we will be use. I will be using that for my picks this week. So feel free to download. Feel free to do what you got to do to keep up with the picks. Um, I'll be post them on the story. Um, there's a lot to look at this week. Uh, Tiger looks like he's playing. Um, obviously a great thing for golf. That is one of the best thing that could happen to golf is having Tiger back. Especially yeah. we just talked about it, you know, and. Right, biggest name by right far. now. His line is set at seventy three and a half for his first round on Thursday. Um, I, 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 I'm hitting the under on that with Tiger. Um, mm-hmm. I believe in Tiger. I'm, I'm putting my money on Tiger. Um, I see the thing is with Tiger. I he here's the thing. I don't see Tiger Woods going into a tournament or an event not no not being ready. You know what I mean? If he's joined this yeah. thing, he's ready to rock, and he's gonna go take over. So I see him shooting a lot better than a seventy-three or under. Um, I think he's gonna come in ready to rock, hot and roll. I also think another eye to keep out is Jordan Spieth and Brooks Kepka. Okay, those are my other two hot picks this week. Um, I have Brooks to win it. That's my winner. Um, mm. I think Brooks is 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 due for a Masters win. I think he's hot. I think he's a stud, and I I, I think Brooks Kepka's Brooks Kepka is really gonna show out this week. I think him. And Jordan Spieth are two people to look out for. I will be betting on them this week. Um, how about your guy? Uh, how are you feeling about your guy Morikawa? Your, your um, favorite, favorite you know, player? here's my thing with Morikawa right now. He's hotter than a pistol, and I think, I think if he plays well, obviously he can. We'll see what he can do. But I just think he's so young. 
He has so much time. Some of these guys, when they come to the Masters, they don't like, they got to win. They they want that. They got to get that goddamn green jacket. I mean, Morikawa is like 25 years old. Like, yeah. however old, he's a young guy. He's got plenty of time. He's going to be playing this Masters for years. Some of these guys are who are in their prime, they got to get rolling. They, they got to get a Masters win. They got to get a green jacket. And I just would love to see someone like Jordan Spieth or Kepka pull it off. I mean, I really would. I would love to see Kepka pull it off. Um what do you what do you think, Joseph? Who do you got? Who are you? Dude, I mean, the Masters, like for someone who doesn't follow golf religiously, and and I do need to get into it more. I just honestly, with all the other sports, I just never have time. But the Masters is just it. There's just something different. Like you don't even have to know a single thing about golf, and the Masters is entertaining. It's just the the scene, the storylines, the Augusta National, um, you know, mid April views from Georgia. I mean, it's just it's it's a great event. Um, I'm going to be watching it, even though I have really no idea what's going on. It doesn't matter. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch those guys go out there and just smack some balls around. I love it. Couldn't agree more, Joseph. Um, have you ever been to a PGA Tour event before? I have. I went to the Shell Open in Houston. It's. I don't think they have it anymore. I think it's now defunct. But um, it was, I think, who won? I think Spieth won it that, that year. Is, that is, a, it's such a great being at a PGA Tour golf, it's fun. Event, it's so fun. It's I mean, fun. the you're. I mean, you're gonna go down probably five hundred dollars. But good God, the food right. is amazing. The drinks are amazing. Walking around, the, you're able to walk with the players. Like, it's like you're there with them mm-hmm. on the course. A really, I mean, I love PGA events. I'm 3M in Minnesota. I will be there. We will find mm. a way to get there, Joseph. Um, Hopefully, if we, I'm hoping that's our first live YouTube video where we just get footage live. I'm hoping to get some interviews oh, there, maybe okay. heckle some golfers. You know, do what we need to do. Oh, um, okay. that's the plan. I, like um, I need to, I need to figure out the camera work though, and how that's gonna work because mm. I, I don't even know what I plan on doing. I might even just grab my iPhone and just took a video of that I don't know. Hey, that works. We don't know, Joseph. Get some live live PGA tour. Oh yeah, we're gonna run into some people, get some interviews of some random go. people. Um, anyhow, moving along here. Um, so that's basically what we got for our Masters talk and our golf talk here. Um, I think let's move on. Um, I want to talk a little NBA, a little, a little playoffs okay. preview. So this is the last week mm-hmm. of the regular season here. Um, yep, Sunday Sunday's the last day, I believe. Sunday's the last day. A lot of them are makeup games. Really, they should have been sooner. But there's gonna be a lot of makeup games. Um. So I'm I'm looking here. I'm looking at this this like the landscape of the NBA sort of and what we're looking at. Um few things are really pop out to me, I would say. Um I'm gonna start off with the Nets. Um I okay. think all of us at the beginning of the season with Harden going there and just like that team in general, I think we all had higher expectations. Um I think we expect them to be a one, a two, a three, a four, maybe a five seed. For them to be this low is really, it is what it is. Yeah. However, I think we should be more concerned about if Kyrie and Katie, if they can play as well if together, playing dude, if they can play as well together as they know they can, as people have seen them play. I think the league is screwed. Tough. Because now Kyrie's think, Kyrie's fully eligible. He doesn't have to worry about the vaccine. He's he's there for away games. They got Seth Curry, and then I hope Ben Simmons comes back. I hope they win the play-in tournament. Yeah, they said he's out for the play-in. I hope he comes I'm back sure for the playoffs, bro. I think that would just I don't know. 
It'd be exciting. I like Ben Simmons. Dude needs to get off the bench. What do you, how do you feel I do, about I Ben do Simmons? Too, but he, Tell me about- he needs to just get off the bench. Like, I mean, I, at this point, it's been, what, a year? Like, come on. Well over on, a year. Right? Yeah, people are getting... You're a... They just need a, You're a professional basketball yeah, player. Yeah, we, we want... They paid you, and he's getting paid big bucks. He needs to go out there and ball out. He's, and he's good, too. He's good. Dude, think... think I mean, yes, I understand there's mental health, there's health, whatever. But, I mean, look what people are doing. I mean... Guys are coming back from horrid injuries and playing the next year. Guys like Cam Akers are coming back from torn Achilles and playing in the same year. So let's get on the court, Ben. Let's let's go try to win a championship for your team. You don't have to be a you don't have to be a great player. You can literally just sit there, pass the ball, dish the ball, drive to the net, get some rebounds, play some defense. That's you all know, you, you wouldn't. Do. They're the eighth seed, right? Yeah, now. I mean, you wouldn't. You definitely wouldn't be. Uh, you wouldn't have had these mind these setbacks and these back injuries if you wouldn't have been sitting down on your couch all day. And instead, you would have been yeah, there you playing go. basketball and training. Because I'm tell you what, probably <laughs> not good for your back to be sitting on your couch or all day and not doing anything with it. I guarantee you. Cheeto puffs and sitting on the couch and fucking a band, dude. Just get your fucking ass off. He's probably, off and he's go probably go just play, watching dude. like <sighs> that's nothing else. There's nothing else he's to like, it. Sitting on Twitter, like scrolling through all the hate, like. God, no wonder why you're Come depressed on. and sad. You know what? And <laughs> get on the court, dude. You're a professional. It's, it's so player. hard for us to say because we're just these we're just these freaking te- like teenage kids just talking shit yeah. on the internet. I mean, like, it's I mean, there. I respect his decision not to play, but there are guys who have dealt with much, much worse. Much, much worse. Carl Anthony Towns had his entire family pass away from COVID, and he's still out there bawling. Okay, oh. there's not really any excuse if oh. you can do that. So, I mean, I respect Ben Simmons to sit. Get it together, to get dude. Court. We got shit to do. The play-in, the play-in's really interesting. What do you think about the play-in? What What are your thoughts so, about the play-in? It's been what the third year now that we've had the play-in. It's, it's just like really interesting to see. Like, I don't. It's just like, I like it to be honest. I think it gives. I, I think it get more basketball. Gives the nine and ten a chance. Um, it, it just makes it more fun. It gives more more because here's the deal. When you're a seven and eight seed, do you really deserve to be in the playoffs? Like if you end mm-hmm. the season at a seven and eight, like let's see if you really deserve to be in here with all the because to be honest, that's seven through ten, you can really end up at any of those seeds throughout the year through injuries, through different just different circumstances. Mm-hmm. So really to to really prove it at the end of the year, I think it's I, I like it. Yeah. I like the plan. I like I I mean I like how it raises the stakes. I mean, we've got, you know, the Lakers are seven games back from the Clippers right now. So they would have been eliminated a long time ago if there was no play-in. So we were still talking about who's going to get in, who's going to get out. All the teams that are going to make the play-in are now set. Um, the Spurs are in, and so are the Hornets in the East. I really like it in the East, though. We've got the Cavaliers are seven, Brooklyn Nets are eight, Hawks are nine, Hornets are ten. Mm-hmm. Hawks and Hornets are really interesting teams. I mean, we talk about how stacked the East is this year. Those are sleeper those teams. are fun teams. Those to watch. are the two sleeper teams. Those are fun teams to watch. And in and in previous years, they're just not. They don't have a shot at the playoffs. Exactly. And even if they do, they got to play the one seed right away. So, I, I think it's really good. The West, it's like, it's like, does it really matter in the West? Like the Pelicans, I guess, are okay. The Spurs are eh. like, I think it's basically. The Timberwolves and then three other meh teams in the in the play-in because the Timberwolves are seven games up of the eight seed. Right. So I I like the play-in especially this year for the East because it adds a lot of more interesting teams. It's all about I mean it's all about creating storylines. 
making I mean they say making money but also for, as a fan I want to see more basketball I want to see more meaningful basketball exactly we talk about the regular season not mattering now it does now well not only does it matter it's 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 this is I mean the, and like you said like the Timberwolves they're seven games ahead of the eight seed it's like mm-hmm. it's like you know maybe they don't have to prove as much but like look at the eight nine and ten they're like all right next to mm-hmm. each other like those two are those three deserve to fight for the eighth seed and like if the yep. Timberwolves really were eight games better in this than the eighth seed then they should dominate them come the play-in game so we'll see yep um and I, I mean yeah I, I think the play-in was a great move by the NBA I've liked it ever since it's been in and implemented and I think it's I think it's great I really keep it rolling um I why not, Joseph? Why not the play-in tournament? So you have you have the uh, you have the you have the Celtics as your your pick right now in the East. I, I, I no, no, no. I'm not going to go that far, but I, I will say I've just been okay, looking okay. them over, and I've been insanely impressed with them. And I'm saying you better keep your eye out for them and the Miami Heat. That's another team that I I would. Okay. Obviously, they're not really sleepers because they're the freaking number one seed in. Uh, I don't know what the Heat are right now, but. Um. Yeah, Heat are one right yeah, now. Yeah, but okay, it's not really a sleepers, but like, you know, when you think of like who's going to win They're the underrated. finals, you don't, the, the Heat yeah. and Celtics are not the first two teams that come in your head. You think of yeah. the Sixers, the Nets, the, you know, the, the high, the Bucks, the, the, the high stack team. But yeah. I like strongly believe that if the Celt- but the Celtics and Heat are two teams that like people should definitely keep their eyes on because we, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. If you had to give a finals matchup right now, go. Who's it? I'm going. I'm gonna go Miami. See, this is where it gets. I think, there's, I think there's only one team in the West that is coming out, in my opinion. I'm gonna have to go with the Suns, bro, because I just I really like the Suns. I think the Suns are too. Good. I think the Suns think are way so good. too good. I think they just broke the franchise record for most wins. I think their mm-hmm. team chemistry and the way they look. Chris Paul came back earlier than expected. He's been balling out. Mikael Bridges has been playing his defensive role perfectly on the Suns. DeAndre Aiden has been an amazing five for them. Devin Booker is freaking Devin Booker. Like, you can't go wrong with that guy. Mm-hmm. The whole Suns team has been playing so well together, and they're well coached. I don't see any team in the West beating them in a seven-game series. I really don't. I don't either. I don't. I think it's. I think right now it's going to be a rematch of last year. As, as boring as that's, that is to say. Giannis is too good, and I think the Suns are too exactly. good. So I, I, I would have to say Bucks Suns right now. I don't think I can they, see the Sixers. They played really well last night. They played really well last night. No, yeah, the Sixers um, have. But the, the thing it's hard because James Harden literally has been there for like a month, bro. Like we, it's so hard yeah. to ask them to have good chemistry with him, Tyrese Maxey, and Joel, like and like Tobias Harris. Like it's hard for them just to grab chemistry. So I, I'm, but like again mm-hmm. though, if they can build chemistry, that's not a team you want to mess with either. Not at all. No, at, not at all. Should we talk a little bit? Just go over what you what your your final takes for March Madness are before we get into talking. First season. off, one of the best March Madnesses ever, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, it just mm-hmm. it was freaking amazing. Great games, great great storylines. It was a freaking awesome March Madness. I've loved every second of it. Um, I it's a lot more fun when you get the champion. Exactly. Right. I was just gonna bring that up, Joseph. Getting getting Kansas right, getting both <laughs> getting that pick. Felt great. It felt great to see them come yeah. out on top. It felt great to see them. A UNC is a phenomenal team. I give them all the props in the world. And it was an amazing championship game. But awesome overall, game. I'm so happy to see Kansas win. 
They deserve every yeah. single second of it. They played amazing and largest come and one of the largest comebacks in NCAA tournament, the championship history, which was so cool to watch. Um, overall, I, I love the tournament, Joseph. I thought, I mean, seeing Coach K go out the way he did. I mean, didn't shake hands after the game. Um, the he, he cried and then he basically said, you know, these guys they won two different championships. You know, they won. They, you know, and they won the moral, yep. they won the moral happiness of it all. You know, they, they're crying because they work. So just shut your mouth. Okay. You're done. Coach K is dead. <laughs> He's irrelevant. Life is good. And when they, I, I, when I woke up that day and saw they lost, I was, I, I, it, it, you, I woke up in my bed with a smile on my face. And that right there <laughs> is what I like to call perfect March madness, Joseph. Yeah. I think it was, it was awesome. I loved it every minute of it um i think i think kansas is gonna go it's interesting because i still i mean maybe this is just me but i still don't feel like you can look back and say they were the best year they were the best team they just were the ones who put on the best performance in the tournament won every game that came at them they didn't always have the hardest matchups they got a lucky a lot of lucky breaks but that's how you got to play it and there's only one team that won it all and it's kansas they're not a historically amazing team. They don't have the best players in the entire world. But you know what? They won the championship, and they got the confetti. Speaking of confetti, I don't know if you – I feel like the confetti did not fall as fat. Like, I looked at the Villanova-North Carolina game. The confetti, like, the minute the, the, the shot went down, it, like, it like was all over the court. And this time it was, like, fluttering down. I was like, that's kind of anticlimactic. Anyway, Kansas got the confetti to fall. It was blue and red. That's all that matters. They won it all. It's pretty uh... – it's an interesting observation, Joseph. I did not observe that. Um, I would say, yeah, I, anyone who yeah, is, I mean, definitely uh, who didn't see it, go watch yeah, definitely the something difference. To look into. Um, all right, Joseph, should we run into our top three here? Get into our top three. Let's do it. So Joseph had us – Joseph beat me again. Um, yeah. I have been – And this one was – I have been on – Pretty dominant. I have been on a cold streak. Your cold streak. Um, I <laughs> – I, I don't understand. I don't. I, I to be honest with you, I really don't. I don't see it. I don't see this list. I especially last week, that was brutal all around. I don't see how I lost. I it, it, whatever. <laughs> I'm not even gonna get into it. Recount. We need a recount. No, we're not even gonna get into it. Um, <laughs> is it? Uh, is it? So you gotta win. You gotta win three straight here. You gotta. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, we're, we're, we're looking. LeBron we're looking style. brutal here, Joseph. Um, three to two in the series. Mm-hmm. Um. This week, we are going to go in with our top three sports sounds. Um, sports sounds. Sounds you hear in sports, whether you're in a game, a practice, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sounds that you hear um, while playing a sport. We're going to give our top three for it. Um, I'm going to start us off this week. Go ahead. Um, with my number three, I'm going with a pure iron shot. In golf, oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah, you get on between one twenty to one two hundred away. If you get a pure iron shot, you just clip the grass so perfectly, and you just mm-hmm. hear that pure divot that you make. That is a that that sound in a quiet golf course is truly something to behold. I'm putting that in my. See, number I have three. never I've never experienced that sound in real life because when I I don't get it often, Joseph. Usually, I usually just miss the right, ball. Right. So. I, no, we we, we yeah. don't get it often, Joseph. But when we do, oh boy, we do. <laughs> At number two, what's number two? I'm going bowling strike. 
when you get a strike oh, in bowling and all those pins, so when you throw that ball and you just see it on that line, uh, it's like mm-hmm. it's on a tightrope and it's going in hot mm. towards those pins and you take them all out and you hear the, the clanks of all the pins falling down. It really gets you going. You feel it right in your heart, That's and nice. it truly is special. Um, that is something I have experienced. Yeah, so we're I'm putting that in my number two. And my number one, I think we all could have expected this. We all knew it was coming. We're going with the swish in basketball. As a person mm-hmm. who is in love with the game and has seen – has been played basketball since I was two years old, even probably before that, hearing that swish is a really special feeling, whether you're in the gym practicing alone, whether you're in a game, whatever. Hearing that – Swish, and it depends on some nets are longer, some are shorter. But any net that has any basketball hoop that has a net in it, and you hear that swish, is an unbelievable feeling. Same with a chain. If you get a chain swish, oh yeah, that come on, you can't go wrong with that. That is my list, Joseph. Joseph, now we are on to you. Yeah, so I I like your picks. I'm gonna go three different ones just to add some variety here. Um, My number three is. Um, let's see here. Football pads smacking against each other. Um, okay. A hard hit where the shoulder pads just clap right together. Right. It's it's just satisfying. You can you can hear the pad just rum, like rumble rack uh, rumble. Um, number three is football pads smacking into each other. I like that one. Number two is a slap shot in hockey. Okay. When the puck is gliding across the ice, soft, smooth. Then all of a sudden you hear the quick of the of the uh, stick as that puck slides off the stick. It echoes throughout the hockey stadium. Um, it's a great sound. And uh, number one, I'm gonna go with the crack of a bat on a baseball home okay. run. Can't when, go wrong with that one. That's when, an honorable uh, mention for me, folks. Okay, okay. Um, when that when that thing is, you know it's gone. Oh yeah. When you you feel it coming off the bat. You know it's gone. Everyone in the stadium knows it's gone. Maybe throw in a little bat flip there. I'm going with the crack of the bat. The bat doesn't necessarily oh. have to crack, but when it does. When you're at that ballpark, Joseph, and you hear that mm, wooden bat hit that crack and it's ball, gone. it is a special sound. It's nice. I, 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 no, Joseph, you are completely, completely – that's a great list. I think we both hit it on the list there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, and I love that we had three different each. I think that gives mm-hmm. it an unbelievable variety. The, the, the people are really going to have to vote for this one on what they really mm-hmm. believe. Um, that is it for our sort of portion. Um, I think it's time to move on to our guest. Um, yes, sir. I'm very excited for this interview. Um, this is a good friend of mine. I've known him almost like since I was very, very young. Um, he's a talented soccer player, great guy. Um, can't wait to interview him now, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, Devin Pedelford. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here is our guest. Um, this is a special one. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I needed this one. I told him I needed him on. I told him he needed to come on. Um, we got here uh, a 19 year old professional soccer player. Uh, for me and he's in the same grade as me and Joseph, except we start a podcast and he signs with a professional soccer team. <laughs> yes, there is a difference. Um, so, Devin, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you with probably I'm gonna I want you know what, I'm gonna want you to introduce yourself to the people. Give us a quick rundown of who you are, how you came up. Like, give us a rundown here. 
Yeah, no, uh, Devin Pedelford, as Evan said, um, met Evan through playing basketball, actually, in the AAU circuit. Mm-hmm. Been, a, been, a, been a longtime friend of mine, but uh, I grew up in Maplewood, Minnesota, and actually went to Woodbury High School, graduated there in 2021, played club soccer at St. Croix Academy, which is located in Stillwater. Great experience there, played there for about eight years of my life. Went to the Minnesota United Academy, balled out there for the last two years, or, you know, did well enough to get the first team coach's eyes and went to first team preseason. And after the preseason, the season started and I got a contract I couldn't turn down. And now we're here. Okay. I mean, what a story. Um, (laughs) What what was your first thought when you got that call or meeting that you found out you were going to be get a pro contract. You were offered a pro contract. What was that feeling? Like, how'd you feel? Oh man. Like just all the emotions you could think of like times more than like you could imagine, like just sitting there and hearing the words when the coach told me like, Hey, we, we want to offer you this full-time spot contract. You know, we're going to send it over to you and your family. I, I couldn't believe it. Like I remember just going home and telling my mom and dad and they, they just both gave me just a humongous hug and were like, this is unbelievable. And ju- just a dream come true, man. Like little kid moment. Yeah. I mean, what's yeah. that process like of like, so you're, you're playing soccer your whole life. Right. And then mm-hmm. you get to, so it's the Minnesota United 19 U club. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, U 19 Academy club. That's okay. where I first joined. So how do you, is that something you just, is that something you try out for or do they come to you for that? Um, typically, so to give a rundown on the academy is the academy started a while ago, obviously, and then COVID happened. So it shut down and then they rebooted it back up in the fall of 2020 is when they had the tryouts. And I was kind of in the system before they wanted me to play there when it, before it got shut down, but I kind of turned it down because they wanted me to play a position I didn't like and stuff like that. And just went a different path. And then I randomly got an email November, 2020, my parents said about the tryouts and, um, you know, I just kind of went and did the tryout process. It was a very long process. I think it was 500 kids at the open tryouts went and they kept 18 to 20 guys. And, you know, it was a continuous, like, Oh, you made it to this cut, you made it to this cut, you made it to this cut, you made it to this cut. And it was just a slow, like probably didn't know I got a full-time spot on the U19 team till this last summer, uh, in late June got a call from the coach saying, Hey, we want to give you a full-time Academy spot. Do you want to take it? Or are you going to go try and play in school? And I was like, no, I'll take a gap year and I'll, I'll do this full-time. And it was the best thing that could have happened to me. Did you have D one offers or was that something you hadn't got to? The that's, that, that's, that's a funny part is he was my committed. recruiting. My recruiting was, well, no, the, the commitment part was after the fact we'll get to that. But before I was deciding between Wisconsin Green Bay and U19 Academy, which, you know, there's Wisconsin Green Bay is a great school. It's just like, it's a lower level, obviously closer to home. So I thought taking a chance in the Academy, maybe I'll get bigger schools to reach out or stuff like that, or obviously to have a chance to make the first team. But yeah, college recruitment was very rough during the COVID times because I had only local D3 schools, um, only got the Green Bay offer towards the end of my recruitment, like probably late July, late June, maybe a little before, but it was, it was hard, man. It was hard. So, 
so you you're going through all this recruitment and stuff and you're deciding schools and and whether what you're going to do but i had noticed that you posted on your instagram that you were committed to st louis so so tell me yes. tell me how that works tell me how that goes down so my college recruitment was crazy so then you know i get the full-time spot in the academy start playing we do our fall season um really fun great experience we go to a the biggest showcase in all of youth soccer in California over December, the first weekend of December. And every school you can think of is there. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, this is my chance to have these big schools finally see me. I was already in contact with a couple of schools and they were coming to watch. And our first game down in California played really well. Second game played really well. And I remember being at the showcase, I get a text from Maryland University, um, DePaul University couple other universities but maryland is kind of like a duke university program Mm -hmm. of soccer and i remember getting that text and it was just a surreal moment but joining the academy and playing in that showcase kind of took my recruitment from like bottom of the barrel and it just skyrocketed and i had multiple schools reaching out to me and then uh st louis kind of came late in the process evan now that you bring that up but um they just they were you know st louis is another powerhouse program in soccer and they brought me an offer to me and my parents that was just really good. And I had been there before and watched a game there and it was just a great experience, great coaching staff. So yeah, but the thing with being signed when I signed my NLI and, you know, I'm telling them, Hey, I'm going to the first team preseason and all this. And, you know, they're excited obviously because, you know, there's been players in the past where like they've gone to school and then being in an academy system, the club can just kind of go, Hey, we want to bring you back right. and we're going to sign you pro. But yeah, it was definitely tough to, you know, give the call to the guys like, Hey, they're offering me a pro contract. Yeah. I can't, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, well, you got to understand. It, it was a good, yeah, yeah, they, they understood completely. You know, it was a mutual thing and we, we kind of, you know, it was just like, Hey, you got to go do that. And they understood fully, but it definitely did suck because I was looking forward to, you know, playing college soccer, mm-hmm. but when you can get to a pro level, you want to be in that environment because it's going to level you up just a thousand times quicker. Speaking of that, how has that transition been? I mean, you went from playing in high school at Woodbury in Minnesota to now you're playing with basically the best soccer players in the entire United States of America and possibly not, I'm not going to say world because we're not in Europe here, but in the United States of America, these are the best soccer players. Like how is that no, with them every day? And yeah. like, what is that like? Yeah, totally. I mean, when I first got that text message about preseason, it was like, holy crap, like, this is going to be nuts. But, um, you know, the biggest thing I noticed is just you got to have trust in yourself. You know, they brought you here for a reason, and you got to just have trust in your ability and have confidence. But at first, it was definitely not the best. I remember my first day, it was a scrimmage, and the game was just so fast. Everyone's so quick, you know, everything's one, two touch passes around you, you know, everyone's quicker. But I think as the preseason went on and the time went on, you know, you slowly adjust to your environment. And I think I've, you know, done well for what I can as at this moment. I think I get better in it every day. Are there a lot of like 19 and 18, other 19 and 18 year olds like yeah, on so, your team? Um, that's the thing is uh, there's one other kid, Fred Emmings, who is St. Paul born too, who signed the same type of contract as me, which is a homegrown deal. He's a 18 year old goalie. And then we have a couple 20 year old, like one or two 20 year olds. Um, and then we got 22, 23, 24. 
And then you go upwards to about 28, 33 year olds. I'd say the oldest guy on our team is probably 33. Right. Right. Oh, wow. So it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's age gaps for sure. But, you know, being one of the youngest on the team isn't always the best because, you know, they're going to, they're going to look to pick on you sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to, you know, they're going to haze you into the league (laughs) a little bit, but no, everyone's, everyone's great, man. Just, uh, I love being around the guys and, you know, getting closer with them and, we, we got a great locker room, man. So they switched you. I, I'm Tell me if I'm right on this. They switched you from center forward to left back. Was that something that they just yes. brought you in? Mm-hmm. So growing up, I was always either playing outside forward or up top or, you know, attacking midwise. And when I got to the academy, um, the coaches kind of looked at me and were like, hey, we think you could be even better here. Like, it's not like saying we don't think you can play where you are. We just think you can excel at a different level here at this position, I was like, all right, I mean, I'll give it a try. You know, it's still the left side of the field. I'm left footed. And ever since then, I've just kind of taken it and ran with it. And I've enjoyed every little bit of it, getting better and learning new things about it. So I'm looking on the Instagram here of the United FC. It seems you guys just had a match against the Sounders. So I don't know. It looks like you didn't play in it. I'm a, when am I, when am I going to be able to go into Heinz field and have you and be able to watch you play on this team? Tell me how that process works and how that goes. Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely tough. I mean, there is a second team that we have, and, you know, uh, a lot of guys who aren't playing the first team, you know, us younger guys, you know, we get minutes in that team. So we actually had a game Sunday at Allianz Field uh, against Sporting Kansas City's pro second team, and that was that was an ecstatic uh, feeling to play in the stadium finally and, mm-hmm. you know, have my family come and watch me. Uh but yeah, I, it's, it's hard for sure, you know, to get into that lineup, you know, I'm always, you know, pushing to try and make the squad sheet, but you just, you got to take the highs with the lows and you just got to keep keeping your head down and just work every day. And when the time comes, you got to take advantage of it. So you, uh, you're Maple Grove guy, right? Maplewood, Maplewood. Maplewood. Okay. Um, I don't think, I don't think you ever played Centennial. Probably not. Trying to think, did you ever? You, I don't think you ever played us at Centennial in your high school. No, I don't think I ever got up there. But I knew you guys were always pretty good. My yeah, we, three years. See, I uh, my I'm not. We're not going to talk about my soccer skills. They are not great. But <laughs> uh, my buddies are. You know, they they had a very very successful high school career, and it was you know, three. I think three back to back. Three back to back almost state finals or state cha- appearances. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a great soccer culture in Minnesota. Um, how's that like playing as a high school in Minnesota and also being a pro in Minnesota? Like what's the, what's the benefit that you have there? Is there more like connections that you have already had through playing high school here? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I definitely think it helps. I mean, just from like my standpoint, I think it's awesome being just a hometown kid and being able to play in your hometown. Like, I don't think anything could ever beat that. Like, you know, just being there and have everyone say, you know, that's the hometown kid. Like it's, it just adds a whole nother perspective for fans. Like, you know, like seeing like, Oh, this kid could do that. Like, I just want to be like something that people can look up to. Like I want Minnesota kids to think like, Hey, I can do this. Like I can play for Minnesota United, like no matter what I'm doing right now. Like I was fortunate enough to play every level of soccer here with MLS next youth Academy club, soccer, high school, it doesn't matter where you're playing. If you can just get in the right environments and the right areas and people see, take notice, 
you're, you're going to get opportunities, I think. And I think Minnesota soccer players are only getting better, you know, from, you know, guys going and playing at D1 colleges and representing well, us getting a D1 school finally in St. Thomas, us getting a D2 school in St. Cloud, you know, the Minnesota United second team now. Like, I think soccer here, it's just only going upward. And it's super exciting to see because growing up, you know, it wasn't always the best environment, but these past five, 10 years, I think it's, it's never been better. Yeah. Take, I take, agree a, with take, you on that. take us through our, uh, your, your day to day. Like what, what's the day to day of a pro soccer player? <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely amazing. I mean, like I can't complain. I mean, I wake up about 8am, you know, get ready, put the clothes on and stuff, brush your teeth. And then it's, uh, the facility is located in Blaine. So it's about a 25, 30 minute drive for me, you know, drive to the facility, probably get to the facility about nine, nine fifteen AM, uh, eat breakfast with the guys in the calf. And then I'd say training is usually 10 30 to 12 ish, 11 30, depending on the day, maybe longer. Uh, and it kind of depends if I want to stay out longer, do some extra stuff that I feel I need to get work on. Maybe I'm there. I'd say I'm probably out of there by, well, then I have to go and eat lunch too so by like one. And I'd say I'm probably out of there by one thirty-two ish on an average day. And then you go home and just, you know, chill out or lay down, take a nap, do whatever you want, play some video games with the guys, hang out with family. But yeah, man, it's, you, you can't, you can't complain. That's you know, the life. We, we, yeah. We, we get, we get everything you can ask for. Is that is that the facility the one that's by the NSC like behind that stadium? Yes, yes, okay. we're we are connected. We are connected to gotcha. the NSC. Because I remember whenever we'd play there, play on that like turf field where the NSC stadium mm-hmm. is, we'd always hear the guys yelling at each other across the fence at the yeah, yeah. United facility. And that was something. Oh was fun. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That, that's kind of um, that's kind of wild actually because the first time I ever watched Devin play soccer in my entire life was on that field. Like the one where that United field is mm-hmm. now, it used to yeah. not be a field. Mm-hmm. I watched me played with, uh, camera. It was a country. guest play Costa Rica. Oh, he was, was playing a Costa with a team. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. And you were, you, yeah, for you got asked for the USA cup. Yeah, and you were playing it, on that it field. was the USA cup. Yeah. The first time was, I ever uh, saw him play. I, that I was, is, God, that's an awesome like, event, dude. We were in like fifth grade. I remember, God, we yeah, man, that, that was, that was, that was a while ago, man. We were really young. Well, the thing that has always been so wild with Devin that I've always thought is Devin's always had this just like this just underdog mentality. Like, I don't care who I'm about to go against. I don't care what's about to happen. I'm going to go in. I'm going to give give it my all and I'm going to freaking I'm going to give you my best. So when you come in and you got that mentality and you're coming in and you're going against I again, I don't know much of your teammates or anything. But I bet you're going against some dogs, some soccer players with skill oh, level yeah. and talent you've never seen before. Like just animals. One hundred percent. Does yeah. your mentality of your underdog? Like, I don't care who you are. Does that help you when you're out in practice and going against these guys every day? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like we got guys that are from all over the place. You know, we've got a couple guys from France. You know, some guys from Argentina. You know, guys were you know. Correct they grew me if up, I'm wrong. Like, the guy from France is your. Who's the one? There's one that just came from France. That's the highest paid player. He was he was like your better. He's from France. Or who is that guy? That is Adrian Huno. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. I heard. Mm-hmm. I just I looked into him before that. He mm-hmm. looks, see again like that guy. Like how do you have that mentality when you're going into practice, going against him every day? You know what I mean? No, yeah. And I I think you know that's a great question. I think it just you go into it. You know, like everyday life. Like you know, like 
where I'm, I'm meant to be on that field with them, right? Like they wouldn't have given me a contract if they didn't think I was meant to be on that field with them. So again, it's kind of just that self-confidence and that trust in yourself and your ability, what got you there, you know, maybe make him go into an area where you know you can dominate him or, you know, force him, you know, learn his mistakes after a while you've been with him. But no, I mean, I definitely think at first I was like, holy crap, like this is the hardest thing ever. Like, I don't know if I'll ever be on the level of these guys when I was first there, but each day, like I said, I mean, you just feel yourself get better when you're in that environment. It's like a contagious feeling from everybody, you know, everyone expects a higher level from you and you push yourself to that higher level. So I think, yeah, just having, having self-trust and just always being confident in yourself is what gets you to, you know, succeed in the pro lifestyle I've, I've seen. Now, outside of soccer, people want to know what, what are you doing? What, what do you, what are your passions? You know, obviously when you're pro athlete, it's got to take up a lot of your, a lot of your headspace, but outside of soccer, what are some of your passions? Um, of recent, I mean, I have a girlfriend, obviously I've had a girlfriend for about a year and a half. So I'm usually hanging out with her, um, uh, video games here and there. I'm a, I'm a big FIFA guy for the most part. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten into it too much this year, but love to play FIFA, Warzone, Fortnite with all the guys, whatever, you know, whatever new games out and a couple of the guys want to play, we'll play sometimes. Um, yeah, but I just say, you know, hanging out with friends and family too. That's the main thing is, you know, living at home this first year obviously um always being around my family and just talking with them i think is a big thing i like to do now fifa that's a game that that's a game that gets me that get, that gets me very mad man like oh yeah it it, it, it can get the best of you that's for sure real quick there have been some bad moments bro <laughs> bad moments. I, i've had a few too don't worry don't worry have a so let's get. In. You said you're really close to your family. So Ron, Ron is your pops. Oh yeah, that's pops. Yeah. Um, you got your mom, your dad, you got your brother, you need two sisters. Mm-hmm. You said you've been spending a lot of time with your family, being at home, and just you know what you know. Um, but what people don't know is that your parent, your family has been close your whole life. You know, your dad has been bringing mm-hmm. you around to basketball and soccer tournaments since you were in fourth grade around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know. I mean, even your mom and both your sisters and your brother, like you guys just seem like you're a very close, tight knit family. Um, Mm -hmm. How does, how have they impacted you? How have they brought you to where you are today? And how do they help you day to day now that you're a professional soccer player at 19 years old? How do they get you through the days? No, uh, the biggest thing about my parents is they've just, they've always put, you know, they've always been all in on me too. It's like, that's the biggest thing, you know, they've made the sacrifices of driving me everywhere you know going out of town tournaments you know bringing me to these places where you can get notice so the main thing my parents that i've loved is just they've always been 100 percent supportive of me and um one thing that i would love to say is my dad big influence on my hard work you know he was the one that kind of taught me you know you got to be doing more than what the average person is doing he kind of taught me you know you got to be doing work on your off days you know There can't be no such thing as an off day if you want to go pro. Like, you got to be doing more and more and more every day. So I remember when I was, like, 12, he would write me up little workouts that he would find on YouTube. And, you know, he'd be like, hey, go do this. And I just loved doing it because I felt myself getting better. And it was, like, a way for us to bond over soccer and such. But just him and my mom both, man, just always pushing me. That's the main thing, just being super supportive. That's awesome. I I remember – your parents, your parents tell my parents that when you were younger, you used to, 
if you had nights where you had soccer practice, you would go out mm-hmm. into your driveway and play basketball for an hour. And then any nights yeah. you had basketball practice, mm-hmm. you would go out into the field and play soccer for an hour. So you were always making sure whether Most it was bad. I mean, basketball, soccer were your life growing up. No matter what you were doing, you were making sure mm-hmm. that you were getting in every day those hours. And I think that clearly showed. Now we're now we're clearly where you're at. But like, I always thought like that always stuck with me. Like wow, like I remember we were. It was I was in like fifth grade. I heard that, and we were like, and I was like, not a lot of kids are thinking like that. Like after basketball practice, oh, I better go play soccer for an hour. Like not a lot of kids are thinking that, you know. Yeah. And it was kind of like a thing where I was like, oh, well, if I'm doing this, I can't, you know, be bad at the next soccer practice. So it was like, I got to keep my game up or, mm. you know, like if I want to play good on the AU team, I got to make sure I'm getting jump shots in and such. So it was just kind of like, I can't like be better at one or the other. Like I always wanted to be just as good at the other. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that mindset has clearly taken you to where you are today. Um, but I would now. I think this is more of a question that I mean. I don't don't throw anyone under the bus. Obviously, I'm not trying to start beef here. But in your entire career, who do you think was your favorite? Not maybe not favorite, but most impactful. I guess you could say favorite teammate you've ever played with in the history of your game. Oh man, that's a good one. You can have a couple if you need to, but yeah. I just who most, would have been the names that have really put an or impact most in your impactful, most yeah, 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 challenging. Mm, yeah okay get some go get some boys on the pod here get some names out here get some shout outs yeah what do you got um so soccer base you said yeah we can we'll get basketball right after this one we'll get some basketball yeah okay okay um soccer based i would probably have to say uh my buddy hayden boych who i grew up playing with for i probably played with him about six years of my life at st croix um he was just a guy that he always knew how to get the best out of me if i was playing bad or he was just a team, another team leader like me. Uh, he he had the same mindset as me, you know, set same goals, always wanted to get better. But he was just a guy that was willing to give it his all 24-7. And I always, like, if Hayden was able to be put in the work, I would notice it, and it would make me want to work even harder. And it was just a great thing. Okay. Um, I'd say I got a couple, man, uh, some St. Croix boys, because that's where a lot of my life was. Um. Another one I'd say is, uh, man, it's hard though when you when you try and single them down. <laughs> shout out the whole team, man. Yeah, I, honestly, yeah, I would love to just shout out that whole team. But another player would be Alex Hager. That was another one. Uh, it's played on my Saint Croix team. Just like like I said, you know, just a hard worker. Worked in silence. Wasn't loud or anything. You know, let his play talk for him. And I just loved that. He wasn't, you know, a big ego kid. He just worked for everything he ever wanted. And it, it kind of stuck with me in a way as seeing him at practices. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, Devin, um, I actually you know I'm going to have one more question here. Basketball now. Now, basketball was a huge part of your life. You grew up playing basketball. You were – were you all-conference your senior year? Yeah, I was all-conference junior yeah. and senior year. So, junior and se- yeah. so, yeah, you were a two-year starter. I mean, you, you've you been playing basketball your whole life. You played on the best AAU teams. You were a very good basketball player. Um, Now, obviously, you probably – I think we can all agree that your soccer level is, was obviously better than your basketball considering you're playing yeah. pro soccer. Yeah, but yeah. Um, playing basketball – how did playing basketball and soccer, like how did those two help each other? You know, that you're, I mean, they're kind of separate, really different sports in a lot of different ways. What, like, how did those two help each other correlate almost? Yeah. Um, 
I think they correlated greatly because it would be, you know, um, it's a lot of running in both, you know, um, you know, you're running up and down in basketball, obviously. Um, but a lot of similar movements that you really wouldn't notice, but like me playing like defending wise in basketball and soccer is very similar. You know, it's kind of like a watching hips thing, watching the ball. So I kind of felt like my defending in basketball was one of my strong suits. So when I'd go into soccer practices and one V one defending, I would just be unbelievable at it because I would just take what I knew from basketball and in, incorporate it into that kind of, and it would help me out a lot. And, um, but no, the, from the running aspect, I think it helped me a lot playing the two sports because for soccer, it would just make me even more fit. And for basketball, I would never get tired. So just playing like the biggest advice I have for kids now bringing this up, play as many sports as you can for as long as you can, because there's no point in just singling out one sport and going, Hey, I just want to be good at this. Because the more likely you are to just play that sport, you're probably going to quit soon, quit sooner because you're doing it every day. And it's the same thing over and over. And you're like, ah, that's what I noticed in a lot of kids is, you know, they would play like, they'd be like, oh, I'm going to do 50, you know, go to all these different workout people and, you know, be like, hey, I need to do this. I need to do that. And it's like, I would get my workload from, you know, playing multiple different sports and, you know, get better at different things personally, you know, learning experiences. But that was just the biggest thing is, you know, like just learning from each sport. And like you said, things like correlated similarly that I would notice playing them that helped. And I was just, I was just grateful that I was able to play the sports as long as I could throughout my life. That's a great That's answer. Awesome. Now, Joseph, you got anything else for him before we let him go here? No, man, I'm just, I'm excited for, uh, for you. And that, I mean, it makes me feel bad about myself being, you know, not a professional athlete at 19, but man, it is, <laughs> it is impressive what you've been able to do. Um, we'll be, we'll be cheering on the loons this year. It's going to be fun. Oh yeah, man. Like I said, uh, it's, it's, it's just amazing. And thank you guys again for bringing me on. It was super fun. Yep. Devin's our guy. He's going to be the guy, our guy on the pod, our first soccer guy, our first, not our first pro athlete, unfortunately, but he, he was our first soccer player. Um, yep. No, I, I, it, well, he's our guy now. He is our guy. We're going to cheer him on. We're going to keep things going and rolling for him. Uh, Plenty of All right, ahead. that's it for the pod. Um, we appreciate all, right. all you listening. Thank you for coming on, Devin. Thank you for giving us your word. I know you're, a, well, maybe not a busy man, but you got you got stuff going on. Um, so we appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk with us. Um, and that has been another episode of Far From Pro. Awesome. Peace.